following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 1420 in the morning. Uh, today's show is brought to you by uh, Barnburner Hockey and BarnburnerHockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN at BarnburnerHockey.ca. We are joined today. He was on the screen. Hello, you still there, James? Yep, still here. Okay, just can't see it for some reason, but that's no big deal. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Barnburner Hockey and BarnburnerHockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN at Barnburner Hockey for 10% off their all-natural hockey products and apparel. Uh, today we are joined by James Tubb of the Medicine Hat News, the sports reporter for the Medicine Hat News, to talk Tigers hockey and uh, the WHL playoffs that begin tonight. James, what was the vibe like on uh, last Saturday night at Co-op Place and in, around the city of Medicine Hat? Uh, knowing the Tigers had to win that game, were the uh, were the butt cheeks of the Tigers and the uh, and the forty five hundred plus in attendance were they clenched a little bit tight going into that game? You know, I can't answer the Tigers part. I left them alone. I was like, they don't need to talk to me before this game. Nobody needs to hear from me. But uh, I did walk the concourse a little bit before the game. I've started to do that here the last little bit just to see kind of what the vibe is. And there was a lot of like, well, and it was just kind of like, well, if we knew this at the beginning of the season we'd be here we would have took this so it was a lot of positive vibes which is good but um there was a lot of definite people were definitely like uh everyone knew what the situation was which is good you want that from your fans right you don't want them showing up and just going oh like this is what could happen no everybody everybody knew what was going on and it was a well 4506 so it was well attended no, that's a good thing for the for a franchise that had some struggles. They had a forty-eight point improvement over the season. They they backed into the playoffs a little bit. They, they had to, last time we spoke, they had to get uh, I think it was four or six points, whatever it was, to make sure they got in. And they uh, they they made it close. They they got the wins against Edmonton, and they got that last that last win against the Swift Current Broncos. What was the uh, the game like the night before in Swift Current? I couldn't make the trip, but just watching it online. Uh... Yeah, it was Swift played really good. So did the Tigers. It was just really that uh, Swift defended their home ice, kind of like what you expect in the playoffs, right? You're going to win your home ice games, and that's what Swift Current did that night. And then it came back to Medicine Hat, and uh, they handled business there too. The Tigers made the playoffs. Uh, they, they, they roll in. They, they got a, a, a probably a matchup that nobody would really want, but you get in. You never know what can happen in the first round. It, it's a lot of upsets that have happened in the past in the Western Hockey League, National Hockey League, no matter where it might be. But they have the uh, the, oh, the the tough task of facing the, the Winnipeg Ice team, who rolls in the playoffs nine and one in their last 10, 57, 10 and one. Uh, overall record 46 point difference a disparity between the tigers and the ice that's a tough uh, a tough thing to handle and between the ears a little bit the tigers are they a little overmatched in this playoff playoff series um oh i think like you look at just the winnipeg ice have how many i believe it's eight drafted nhl players and like you can just go savoy geeky benson mclennan awesome chuck and then defensive like there's they just got guys and you know what the tigers aren't there yet and they know that they've got to grow still but the one thing the tigers have is that they can roll four lines they're not reliant on a couple guys and that's it's just really desired hockey and that's what everyone loves about uh, the tigers is that they are going to roll four lines they're going to roll all 6d 
maybe likely to both goalies. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, it is – if you just look at firepower, Winnipeg's got the edge. And Winnipeg's also playing for their – not just their playoff lives like the Tigers. They're probably playing for their franchise lives. And they're, like, to see if they can stick around in Winnipeg. So, uh, it won't be the easiest series for the Tigers. That's for sure. I mean, they are the truest form of, a, of an underdog to start tonight. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the first rounders they got. You, you, you talked about Geeky, you talked about Savoy, and you have uh, Zach Benson, who probably uh, was a little overshadowed this year by some kid down the road in Regina, because uh, Benson's going, going to be a first rounder for sure this year, ninety eight point kind of guy. What kind of player is he in comparison to a guy like Connor Bedard? Ooh, that, that's kind of I don't know if that's even fair to yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to compare people to Connor Bedard, but uh, Zach Benson's kind of he could be like. Everything I've seen him projected as is a bit of a Brad Marchand, maybe a little bit. Oh, not the Ratnick part. Like, okay. Not the rat part. Yeah, I don't think – like, There's only one of those, thank God, of the generation. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, just a guy that can – like, he can play the two-way game, but he, his scoring touch is unreal, and he's creative. And, yeah, I like – I got a buddy that's a Habs fan, and he's looking at the drafts, and he's like, well, we might not get Bedard. And it's like, oh, you might get Zach Benson? Boo-hoo. Like, he's still going to be – a really good player, and he is a really good player here. I know he's had a couple injuries this season. Hasn't kept him out long, but um, no, if if there wasn't a Connor Bedard, this would be Zach Benson's year. It was yeah, just as simple as that. It is too bad. It's not too bad, but it, it is too bad for a guy like Benson. I mean, he'll be fine in, in the pocketbook when it's all said and done and and everything else, but it, it's too bad for his, uh, his portfolio, I guess, that he just got overshadowed this year by a guy like Connor Bedard who finished with 147 points or whatever it was. And then uh, a measly 98 points doesn't even, doesn't even make the, uh, the front page of the papers around here. Like it just yeah. it's the way things are, right? Uh, you, you got a team there in 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 Medicine Hat who's rolling in a huge underdogs, like we said. What's Coach Willie Desjardins? He's a wily old vet of the Western League. He's been around a long time. He's had some success, uh, some some success, winning a couple titles there in Medicine Hat. What's he got up his sleeve a little bit? And what's his thoughts? Uh, you wrote something in the, in the Medicine Hat News this morning or last night. It was in in today's paper. Um, what's he got up his sleeve for the uh, upcoming playoff round coming up? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if I would ever go up to Williams and say you've been in the league around a long time. I'm fine he's old, Brad, but I'll leave that for you. No, it's uh, for <laughs> Willie. <laughs> just talking to Willie this week, it is a lot of uh, – he. they know they're in a tough spot in this series. I mean, they're not going to be ignorant about it. They know who Winnipeg is. Um, but, yeah, it is – his message has been pretty simple. It's they need every single player to be good. It's not – the top line that can carry them or anything like that. Not yet. And that's no slight of the guys. They're just not old enough yet. And that's just how it is. And it is, they need literally every, all 18 guys that are uh, in the lineup every night to be good. And uh, we kind of stuff. We've seen that in stretches here this season. And uh, they just need to put it together here for uh, seven games against Winnipeg. Yeah, you, you talk about how the, the how young the Tigers are in comparison, and how Winnipeg they're going for it in the Western League. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a, the key to success of, of long term of franchise sustainability because you look at what Edmonton's got this year. I mean, they got unlimited amount of money, so it doesn't matter a whole bunch. And they went for it and they ended up with a 11 or 12 win season, whatever they end up having this year. Uh, and Winnipeg's in a situation where they, they're going for it too. And like you said, they, they, their uh, their franchise might depend on what happens because of their arena situation of playing out of the, the Wayne Fleming arena that seats 1,700 maybe. Uh, like what's 15. the... 1800 like so there you go it's it's a situation where winnipeg it's do or die for them more so than it is the tigers 
Yeah, I mean, I they know this is their year. They're all in. they've been all in. Um, I forget how many draft picks they've traded, but in the next six years, I think they only have three before the sixth round. Or the next four years, sorry. They only have three before the sixth round, which is – like, they went all in. This is their year. We can res- respect that. But, yeah, no, like, if they – between them and Seattle, because Cam Leaps already gets into the Mem Cup, there's one team that went all in this season that's going to be really disappointed – I don't know if it's going to be Winnipeg or Seattle. Who that'll be an interesting series if it gets to that. But uh, yeah, Winnipeg, uh, they're fighting. They're fighting two battles essentially this playoffs here. Yeah, you, you look at that. That those those kind of deals. I mean, they're trading kids who are in the sixth grade right now. You know, it's it, it's crazy how that that all rolls about and how the Western Hockey League rolls. You talk about the, also about the 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 youth of the Tigers. Gavin McKenna he's, hasn't uh, he's the next phenom to come into the Western Hockey League, and he's a Medicine Hat Tiger. Uh, fifteen points or eighteen points, whatever he got in the, in the fifteen games he played. What's the uh, vibe like with him? And is he going to see some playoff action? Oh yeah, I'm, the second he got it, uh, finished his U18 season last week or two weekends ago now. He was in the lineup. He was in his first game was uh, last Sunday in Calgary, and then he just he's going to be a full time Tiger from now on, Brandon. Unless unless he's going to play for Canada, he's in the Tigers lineup from now on. It's pretty you can pencil him in, but uh, yeah, I mean he's had eighteen points in sixteen WHL games. The last six he played, he has twelve points combined. Like it's that's crazy. He uh, for a fifteen year old, yeah, and that's been the biggest thing is that he's not just in there to learn the game. He's been contributing to Tigers wins. And he's played a he's played a big role, and that's kind of crazy to see from a true fifteen year old. Like it's it's kind of bananas, but uh, yeah, he hasn't shied away from any pressure yet. What's what's his pulse like? What's he like as a kid? He's got to be to to have that kind of talent at, at a young age, and everybody tells you how great you are because that's 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 how these uh, these these sports uh, the sports world is now. You're told you're great at a young age, and you just roll with it. What's he like as as a uh, as a kid or at you don't can't even call him a kid anymore. The way these guys, uh, these guys mature, but he is still a kid. What's his? Uh, what's he like as a human being uh, off the ice? You know, it's it might sound cliche, but he's one of the nicest kids ever. And like you wouldn't know that that's the kid that uh, it might rival Connor Bedard for attention in the WHL someday. Like he he handles it very well. Um, I think this he's starting. This is the most attention he's ever gotten. Obviously. Breaking records at the Canada Winter Games, he had an unreal tournament at the Circuit Classic in December, and now you're starting to see it. Whether it's on Instagram, TikTok, and social media, people starting to know Gavin McKenna, and they really are starting to attach themselves. And whether or not they understand, he never had exceptional status or applied for it. That's fine. That's just a, a part of it. But no, Gavin has easily he's handled it very well so far, and I'm not going to be surprised that he handles how well he handles it uh, for the rest of his WHL career, which is, I mean, that's three years from now. He still has here in this league. So uh, there's going to be a lot of guys kind of fun to come up. Uh- it will be. Uh, you go to the other end of the spectrum with the Tigers. They got the three 20 year olds who could be ending their WHL careers either in a week or a month, depending on the team, the team success. Uh, it's got to be a little bit tough knowing that it's coming to an end for uh, Brennan Lee, D- D- Dylan Mellon, and uh, Curtis Smythe. What's uh, what what's their advice been to the younger guys, and what what have they been saying around the room going into the playoffs uh, coming up now? Yeah, and uh, got a good story on on our website, so check that out. But uh, the easiest one, like, like between them, they have 13 games of playoff experience. Brendan Lee, this will be his first playoffs. Uh, so for him, he's excited, but it, he's just taking it game by game. 
Dallin Moline, it was just kind of the same thing. It's just uh, kind of breathe and just take it in, but enjoy it and just play your game. And I know Curtis Mike, he was just, uh, his advice was to just be you. You're here for a reason. You're in the Western Hockey League. You didn't just, uh, you were in this spot and you were in this spot in the playoffs. So go out and enjoy it. And all three of them kind of, none of them would take. I asked them about the last dance mentality because I love that series. None yeah. of them really took that. I get that. But uh, no, they all under, they understand where they are and how few games they could have ahead of them or how many games they can have ahead of them. And the one thing, Brent, that really surprised me, not surprised me, but um, I was really happy to see was how much the rest of the team understands that. And they've talked about it, whether asked or not, saying that uh, we want to win in the playoffs for sure, but we also want to give them as many games as we can because they want to extend their careers because of how much down Curtis and Brendan have done for this team this year in growth. So it is, there's a there's a pretty good team buy-in here in Medicine Hat. That's a, that's a good thing. So you never know what can happen in the first round, especially with like there's the, the pressure is all on Winnipeg. There's no getting around that, and and everything that the Tigers do, it's a, the old house money thing, right? Like it doesn't it doesn't much matter what the Tigers do. Uh, this because nobody's expecting them to even get to the, the fourth game, let alone let alone win the series, right? It's good. They, everybody's expecting a a pretty four a pretty quick four game series, and uh, the Tigers played played Winnipeg pretty tough this year. Went three and one against them. Uh, handed handed Winnipeg one of their uh, ten losses is there's got to be a little bit of confidence going in for the Tigers on, hey, we can play with these guys. 100%. And that win, that win did come, uh, Winnipeg was on the back end of an Alberta road trip, but I mean, you got to win your games, right? And so the Tigers win that one. And I think there was, there's nerves, obviously it's playoffs, but yeah, like you said, there's confidence going into this one. They know they can skate with them. There's guys that have shut down Connor Bedard. They're like, okay, no, let's try this with uh, Matty Savoy and Connor Geeky. And it is, uh, it's going to be tough, but there's a lot of confidence. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how guys uh, handle the big pressure here uh, come puck drop tonight. No matter what, you get to the playoffs and anything can happen. You, you see like in the National Hockey League, I've, I've been a Western League guy for a long time, Mr. Tubb. I've, I've been around a long time watching this league. And every once in a while, you, you get a goaltender who pulls something out and does something unbelievable. Uh, is Lankow that kid that, that might be able to pull, pull out pull out a cup, a win here and a win there? You know, I've never met a kid that's more confident than Beckett Lankow. Uh, if people didn't know him, they'd maybe say he's cocky. He's not cocky. He understands what it takes to be good, and he wants to do that every day. I can see where maybe he turns it on here. He's had a lot of work this season, so he's been pretty busy. This week stretch here off, I bet has helped him a lot. Uh, but, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised to see Beckett turn it on here. And But at the end of the day, like, I got to be honest, Brent, at the end of the day, it is it is the Winnipeg Ice. Like, this is going to be a tough, tough series for the goaltending, and, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Evan May in that as well, just at some point. And he was the he was in net for the Tigers' win against Winnipeg, so we'll have to see. But I think Beckett will give them a nice start here. And uh, I mean, you get a change of approach, maybe with Evan coming in at some point. We'll have to see. But uh, no, Beckett will get them started off on the right foot. It's it's going to be a tough, like you said, Winnipeg. I mean, you don't you don't win fifty seven games in this league uh, because you're you're not any good. Like it's just this this league is it's a tough league to win in and to go to go all in like like Winnipeg is. It what's there what's what is their mentality got to be like? You think because like at the end of the day they are they are a bunch of kids, but are they do they know that there's this pressure on them? You think from everything I've read uh, from Winnipeg, I didn't get a chance to talk to them here before the series. They 
know obviously what's ahead of them and they know that they went in all this year or they went all in this year. Yeah. Um, I forget when they clinched. I think it was in January. And I know head coach James Patrick was talking about they didn't let guys just get ready for point night, whatever. Like every night they, uh, they worked on systems every night and they made sure that they were structurally sound. So I think they understand that this is the best shot they'll ever have for a WHL championship and they don't want to squander that. And then starts, I mean, just because you went all in doesn't mean you get that body that the, the WHL final, you have to earn that. And I think, uh, I don't think that's a loss on them. No, it's, it's, it's a tough grind for the Western Hockey League. And the grind about going from Winnipeg to Medicine Hat in a, in a matter of uh, how many days they're going to play uh, tonight, which is Friday and then Saturday, then back back in the hat. I think it's on Tuesday, Wednesday, isn't it? Or Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. So there is a little bit of time in there. But that that's a heck of a travel schedule. To You, you might, if Winnipeg was smart, they, they'd, uh, they'd want to wrap it up pretty early because if they're going to have a long playoff run, you don't want to be driving up and down that highway number one too many times no and it's like yeah so it's, it's friday saturday game one two tuesday wednesday three four game five i believe is set for saturday then and then game like in winnipeg if yeah. if a game five happens it would be next saturday a uh, game six is sunday that next sunday immediately <sighs> both teams got a bomb back and then a game seven would be the following tuesday getting ahead of ourselves obviously but yeah, yeah. when it like Winnipeg, the next, I forget where, I don't know where they would go next, but they're still coming this way anyways. Like they're going to have a lot of travel in this playoffs. And I think, like you said, they want to get this series done in three. They'll take getting it done in four. And uh, the Tigers just want to make sure that doesn't happen. What's the, like, you had a great crowd there for the, for the last game of the season in Medicine Hat at Co-op Place. Crowds have been a little, not not the greatest, but they, they have been picking up. Uh, what's the vibe like around, or like you said, you were walking the concourse. Is there a, a little bit of... Uh, not so much for this year, but is it, is it more already out? We got a good team here for next year. Is that kind of the, the vibe and whatever we, we get, get get out of the rest of the season? It's just bonus. I think it might be a bit of both, uh, Brendan. Honestly, there's a lot. There is a lot of people that are excited for this season, and they've seen they were there for one of the Tigers beat Winnipeg, and they're like, okay, we can we can skate with the ice, no problem. And then there is also the crowd that knows that okay, this is going to be a tough matchup, but look what we have going ahead and stuff like that. And I think. Uh, from the start of the season till now, and that was the whole thing. That was the whole thing at the end of the year was uh, let these guys show what they can do. They're not the team from last year. They're far from it. And I think people are slowly realizing that there's been some exciting hockey at co-op place and with the Tigers in general and some exciting young players. And I think people are starting to get that. And like 4,506, 4, there was no Connor Bedard. There was no special 50 50 like a couple weeks ago there was a 50 50 up over 100 grand yeah and that crazy. brought people in oh it was crazy and it was great Did to you see, buy tickets? but eh, i might have bought tickets i might have splashed <laughs> a little bit um no actually it was a really great story of the lady that won uh as far as i understand single mom down on hard times and she won and uh she i just heard about it so she bought a ticket and won and it was a really good story there but awesome. um yeah well better than the people buying thousands of dollars worth of tickets right so We'll yeah, my money is squandered, whereas a hundred grand in my mine or your pocket might come in pretty handy. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. Uh, just to wrap it up, Brent, it is simply that uh, people are starting to realize that this Medicine Hat Tigers has a Medicine Hat Tigers team has a future. They're not the team they were last year, and uh, there's just exciting hockey ahead, whether it's uh, this playoffs or next season. 
That's such a good thing because it's, it's a proud franchise. They've been around a long time, obviously, and they had some tough, tough go of it. And then COVID and and all like all of it. It's been a, a tough go for the league and for the Tigers with the, the season they had last year and, and getting into a playoff spot. And hopefully they can they can win a couple of games and and, and scare the the ice a little bit. Would would the Obviously, they want to win a series and get, get four wins somehow, some way, eke one out. But if they can just get one or two wins, would that be a success and maybe get that game six back back in Medicine Hat and say, hey, we're, we're, we're here? Would that be a, a more of a success, I guess? I think it would be a, a success for everybody but Willie Desjardins and the players. Yeah. Honestly, like they want there, it's win or nothing for them. And that's the mindset you want to have, right? You don't want to go in into a series just thinking, well, we're here. Like, that's good for us. But Yeah, you um, might as well not even go then, really. Yeah. Like, he, no, they want to win. And I'm sure months down the road, they'll look at, like, if they if they make it to that game six, like you said, play here, lose in the last couple seconds, you know what? It's going to suck for the first little bit. But I think eventually they would, the lessons are there, and the positive lessons. And I think they would really enjoy that and reap benefits from that. But, uh no, it, and I tried asking about that. No, it's win or nothing, and that's the point of being in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's just it. Like, why, why even bother if you're not going to try to win? It's it, it, uh, like some people have that mentality. Wow, we we gave it a good shot. And that that doesn't uh, cut it in any at any level of sport. You wouldn't think, and the, the money that gets invested in these teams and these these uh, franchises, you can't think an ownership would be like, you know, we got a couple of playoff games under our belts. We got a couple extra bucks. No, there's still like in the, the day, it is, it is still a business, and you want to keep winning because that puts more people into the buildings for a longer period of time, and uh, means more popcorn sales, more beer sales, and everything else, and fifty fifties, and and all of it. So having that mentality, uh, what kind of crowds are you expecting for, for these two playoff games in the hat? See, they kind of the Tuesday Wednesday games are tough, and Those you know what? Tough. And that's the whole Western Hockey League. It's their tough games to get to. Um, I expected it in the three thousands. It's it's playoff hockey. Like people have to be there, like or people want to be there. I should say. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's thirty five hundred. I wouldn't be surprised if it's four thousand. I haven't really looked at the ticket uh, websites. I've been just been busy. Uh, doing preview stuff, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised, Brent, if it's through anywhere from three to 4,000. I think uh, people in medicine not like to play hockey. No, there's no doubt about that. I remember going to that old barn back, back when this, they were having some very big, very successful teams back in the uh, early 2000s. And then even 2000, I think it was 12 when they go into a seven-gamer with uh, Calgary in the second or third round, I think it was. And it was fantastic atmosphere. And people in the hat definitely like their Tigers and definitely like their uh, playoff hockey. Uh, prediction time. What do you? Wh- where do you see this series going? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, speak with your with your uh, your head, not your heart. That's that's unfair, Brent. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, it's going to be tough. And I just, I mean, like you said, like if you just look at the series from the outside, it's Winnipeg. They're going to win it. Like it's, this is just the first of uh, steps towards their run in the finals. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes, I think it's going to be anywhere between five, six games. I think the Tigers, they're just, there's just too much energy. There's too much belief in their systems in themselves and each other to not win at least a game or two. Could they surprise them and go all the like and beat them? I could maybe see that, but I'm gonna go with Winnipeg at five and six, and uh, I don't know how else. To, I don't know how to not choose Winnipeg. It's as simple as that. Like it is, this is their season, and yeah, it's it's Winnipeg in five or six. Yeah, it's probably the, the 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 smart choice. You wouldn't make a whole bunch of money on the on, on any betting site on that on that uh, that wager. But um, yeah, it's it, it'd be hard to pick against a team like that, and, and the team that's uh, like 
they're poised to win. And there's a, there's a chance that they're not going to, because you got those two powerhouse teams out West as well. So it's going to be awfully tough. Well, three powerhouse team, but you got, you got a situation there. Uh, going to switch things up a little bit. Um, talk about another team in the Western hockey league. Am I, did I read right that those kids that were suspended from Moose Jaw, we won't get into the, the details of what happened there, but there was a couple of kids that were suspended, a couple three that were suspended from the Moose Jaw Warriors for uh, behavior unbecoming, I guess is one thing we'll say, the criminal investigation that got dropped. But are are those kids allowed to play in that series against uh, Lethbridge? So the easy answer is, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, the easy answer is yes, but there's steps in place. They have to go through some kind of training, Brent, I'm not 100% yeah. sure, like take courses or something. And that has to be done before the playoffs here. I haven't heard anything yet. If they're – you still got me? My headphones yep. fell out. Okay. <laughs> um, you're talking too much. Headphones falling out. There you uh, go. But, yeah, it's – as far as I understand, that they're going to they're gonna get their training done, get their work done, and learn their lessons ahead of the playoffs here and get in. And uh, I think part of that is because it was not criminal. There was no criminal actions uh, committed that that helped get them in. And, I know they've been practicing ever since with the team. So uh, I did. I, I did see that they were practicing. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything. Like it's in Moose Jaw. It's a sticky situation. I haven't really asked anything about it. So, uh, but as far as I know, yeah, there, there's a good chance they'll be in game one. Game one lineup. Yeah, there's there's some weird like every anytime Rick Westhead comes on TV, you're like, oh no, now what? Like it's like, oh geez, now what happened? Like it'll you start to cower away as, as a hockey fan. Uh, did you read? Did you hear about this thing we talked about last night on our podcast last night? Me and Dave about the uh, there's been some skullduggery with the, the OHL draft where a couple of, of uh, coaches have been uh, they went out and said that we've been offered thirty thousand dollars by some parents to get their kids drafted, like it. Is that the most insane thing you've heard going on with with minor sports? Because to me, it just doesn't make sense. No, not even close to the most. Like people buy teams, Brent. Like it's great. Like they'll buy a whole team so their kid can play on that team. It's, but no, it's. I mean, paying coaches or teams to draft your kid is crazy. Um, and it is minor hockey has become a business, and it's it's crazy <laughs> that junior hockey and. I just I'm not surprised by it in the uh, OHL or junior hockey, and uh, it is crazy like the status that people need to maybe go get a scholarship somewhere or play for a high level junior A because they could get drafted. Doesn't matter what round, doesn't matter what team, but they can say they were drafted into the O. And I who cares? Yeah, it, well, people care, right? They well, want I, to, I, I, yeah. But- but when you're when you're selling insurance when you're 42 years old, who like big deal? Like you got drafted, and you never played because you weren't very good, and your but, dad bought you onto a team. Yeah, like it's there, there yeah. is some connections because like you can you forever can say, oh, I was drafted in the OHL. I played hockey at yeah. a junior level. Whether the kid wants well, it's, if the kid wants to go to media, well, I must know hockey enough that I was drafted into junior hockey league. Or if he wants to go be a coach, well, I was drafted in the O stuff like that, right? And yeah, I guess it is it's pay to play and it was never supposed to be pay to play and hockey's hitting or has hit, I should say a a slippery slope. And uh, I don't know what the backtrack is going to be, or if there is going to be a backtrack, what, uh, what's going to happen to the minor league levels of this sport. Yeah, it's we can, we'll do do this again, but yeah, it's crazy the way that things have changed so much compared to not not just like obviously thirty years ago when I was toiling in the junior hockey uh, ranks to to what it was like ten years ago. Like how much it's changed, and it's just the the money that gets involved, the money that gets it's a there's a lot of pay to play junior leagues now, 
and it's, yeah. it's 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 actually it's so bizarre that 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 has gone on. But we we'll, we'll get into that one another day. Maybe we could do an article on that. We'll have a discussion and get some other hockey people and, and have a little bit of a roundtable because it's 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 mesmerizing to me the way it's turned about. But we'll get back in the Western Hockey League. Who do you got winning uh, coming out of the East, and who you got coming out of the West? We talked about it a while ago. Has anything changed? Um. Oh, I can't remember what we decided back then. I'm just going to scrap what we did said before. It's Doesn't on record. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's – oh, I think I picked him. It's Seattle coming out of the West, hands down. They're – like, the addition of Dylan Gunther, how was anyone supposed to predict that? Yeah. And just that loaded team that they are, they, they from everything I've gathered, they believe in themselves too. They're that type of team. And I think they're coming out of the West. And then out of the East here, I think it's got to be Winnipeg. I could see maybe Saskatoon sneak in there. Or Red Deer, but it is. I, I mean, if you like, you said you won't win much money betting on it, but I would bet on uh, a Seattle Winnipeg League final. No, James, thanks for coming on the show. Tell us about uh, where we can find all your stuff and uh, what you got going on in the, in the foreseeable future. And I'll see you at the ballpark in about a month and a half, actually. Yeah, baseball. Se- it's baseball season not far away. Uh, stuff can be found on my Twitter at reporter tub with two B's. Medicine at news dot com. We just had our playoff preview come out today. It's uh Seven stories leading into the Tigers uh, playoffs with 3,600 words, and uh, it looks pretty cool. You should definitely pick up a paper and uh, check that out and get to know your Tigers if you already don't. Yeah, spend some money on newspapers. Uh, the newspaper world needs it. There's no getting around that. Yeah, by five, actually. By five, yeah. We, we actually subscribe to the, the Leopard Herald here, We and I read it every day, like, faithfully. It's a old man and me thing, I guess. It's one of those things that doesn't go away. I can't, I can't read things on my phone. Like I, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't give me the same vibe or an iPad. I got to have a book or a paper. I just, it's just one of those things. I don't know. It's just old, I guess. One of those, whatever. It matter. <laughs> no comment Anyways, on that. James, thank you for uh, enjoying. Thank you for coming on the show. And once again, as always, we'll get you on uh, maybe later on on we'll talk to how the play playoffs are going and maybe we'll do a WCBL preview. Cause I think I'm still allowed to talk about it a little bit because I'm, I do umpire. So I'm not supposed to be biased by anything. means I can, right. I can ask questions and everything else, but no, thanks very much for coming on the show. Enjoy the game and uh, go Tigers. I'm cheering for him. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Uh, good to hear. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so confident that you will love their all-natural products, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barnburner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created 